Welcome to season two, episode number five. This is the final episode in our season two, and we've been talking about clients, trainers, and everything like that, and the feedback. So today is going to be a little bit of a wrap. Hello, and welcome to the Trainers Tribe, a podcast for heart-centered fitness business owners. My name is Kyle Wood. And along with my co-host, Dale Sidebottom, we'll aim to help you build a fitness business that will allow you to reach hundreds or thousands of people. There are far too many trainers out there who are just getting burnt out and fed up with the industry, but it doesn't have to be that way. With a little support and a little heart, we can create an industry to be proud of. Before we start, Kyle, my co-host, how are you, buddy? I am well, thanks. Uh, Skype. This is our first one we've recorded that we're not actually in the same room. We are. It's a little bit different over Skype, isn't it, mate? Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. Um, now, you wanted to give a little bit of a wrap for people that may not have listened to the previous four episodes um, dealing with clients and all the topics that we spoke about. Kyle's just going to uh, wrap it up in a nutshell. So if you haven't listened, you'll be able to go back and go, wow, that is pure gold. <laughs> Yeah, I thought um, as well for people who uh, maybe did hear it but they've forgotten stuff, uh, it'd be useful for them to have a listen back through what we've done this month. Definitely. Okay, so in episode one, we talked all about building community because this whole season's been about um, how to find and keep new clients. So, you know, the marketing sort of side of things like reaching out to the community, getting new people in, but also how to create a community and a culture inside your boot camp where people want to keep coming back and you're not having to constantly like go out and find new people because your numbers are staying steady and they're growing as you add new people in. Uh, yeah, so episode one, we talked about building community. A big part of that was making it fun, adding some way of clients, uh, adding some way for clients to be able to socialize with each other, whether that's like a Facebook group or actually like face-to-face um, social groups and um, also we talked about being yourself and how when you be yourself you'll attract other like-minded people and then they'll have something in common as well so how important that aspect is as well don't try and like pretend to be um, a different person or what, like a cliche personal trainer because <laughs> you think that's what you have to be people actually stay you know find you and stick around with you once you um, come up with uh, once you're you're being yourself and your own natural interests and things like that come through. Uh, then in episode two, we talked about marketing, specifically around like how much is too much because we see a lot of spammy sort of marketing out there that's really bad. Um, not bad like evil, but just it's not great to read and it's not very effective. So uh, we talked a lot about um, what's an appropriate level of that. And we also talked about going through my notes here um oh yeah so yeah that really providing like quality content and a quality service uh and how that as well will naturally like bring people to you uh then another aspect we both find really important we covered in episode three which is helping your clients be successful which <laughs> sounds like um we're trying to make them i don't know make the them earn more money or something like that. <laughs> I guess it depends what success is. But we're actually t- talking about like them being feeling successful in terms of your boot camp. So we talked about like 
um, making them feel important in your sessions, uh, taking into account their well-being, so like not just the fitness side of things, but how well they're doing uh, in the rest of their life as well, and how that's so important because um, you know if that stuff's low. Uh, that's going to affect their fitness side of things. It's going to affect them wanting to come into your sessions and things like that. And it's not our job necessarily to fix those things, but um, it's good to be aware of it uh, so you can meet people where they're at. And then last week we talked all about social media, which has been another big uh, way of finding clients in terms of getting out there into our local, our online communities, but also keeping clients. We talked again about like Facebook groups and whether you should have them like open or closed. Um, we talked about like what kind of stuff to post on social media, what hashtags to use, things like that. Uh, that one's <laughs> way too much. That one's one that's worth going back into if you haven't listened to it. Yeah, already. I agree. Yeah. Um, perfect. And then that brings us to today's episode where we have spoken to our community, our group. And if you're not part of it on Facebook, go to the Trainers Tribe slash Heart Centered Fitnesspreneurs. And basically what we have done on there, we've thrown a question out to you and we want to get your feedback. So we're going to go through that today, which is really good. We love uh, hearing from our listeners, which is great because it's not just Kyle and myself and our opinions. But before we dive into today's episode, um, we just want to sort of get you excited for season three, which uh, we're already in the process of planning, and that is creating a passive income, so a side hustle. And I know uh, you talk to a lot of trainers and they get burnt out, they're tired because it's mm. all contact hours, you're always on your feet, you're always with your clients. So we're going to not only talk about some of the, the side hustles or the passive incomes we've created, but we're also going to talk to other trainers. We've got a couple of interviews lined up um, and I can guarantee that a lot of trainers out there have been thinking about this. So hopefully this season, season three coming up, will give you some really good ideas or maybe just one idea to start you on a passive income stream that doesn't involve you getting up at 4.30 or working till nine at night. So that's something to look forward to, Kyle. Yes, yeah, yeah. And we've both worked on stuff with that. And it really does give you, especially if your goal, which I think it is for a lot of trainers, is lifestyle, like your lifestyle and your health is really important to you. Um, Having some extra money coming in from that really gives you more choice around what hours you work. And it makes training people face-to-face more enjoyable again because you're not, um, you know, you're not feeling so burnt out. You're not feeling like you're struggling to keep up with planning all your workouts all the time and you're running out of ideas. It just... Uh, yeah, so it's worth spending some time. Doing. I'm excited about uh, next season, actually. I'm excited to talk about that. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a really big topic, and I know people don't know where to get started, and it's a bit overwhelming. So yeah. uh, we're going to try and break it down and make it really simple and talk about the things that have really worked well for Kyle and myself, um, yeah. but also some of the things that haven't worked well, because that's how you learn by failing. And you'll know that with your business. You know, you might run a, a rubbish session one day, you won't run, run that again, you'll learn what works well and so forth. And it's exactly the same with creating a passive income. So that is exciting. Season three, look out, that'll be landing on iTunes soon. So let's get stuck mm-hmm. in today, Kyle. And um, we're just going to go through the Facebook group and talk about the feedback we've received from trainers around the globe. And first one's from Cara. And um, no doubt everyone will agree with this, but she reckons that, well, not reckons, she knows that word of mouth is her best way of not only getting new clients, but retaining clients. And she does that through making it fun 
authentic, honest, and just making it a really good experience. And I couldn't agree with that more. I reckon the two big words that I use, whatever I'm doing now, is if it's fun and play. Okay, so both of those go in hand in hand because if people are having mm. fun and they're playing, you take them to another area they've never been before. If they're getting fit as well, what a bonus. You're ticking so many boxes. And then, like Kara says, word of mouth, you will not hardly even need to advertise because you're providing people with something they're getting nowhere else in their life. So I couldn't agree with that anymore, Kara. I think that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually, I asked her what, because one of the things she talked about was like, yeah, authenticity and fun. So I asked her, like, because authenticity is such, like, a big word that's banging around, I asked her what it meant to her. And she said, um, it means being honest in my interactions with my clients, not pissing in their pockets. <laughs> I was put a language warning on this episode now. Um, to impress, retain their, or retain their business. It means forming real relationships. That comes from a place of genuine care for clients and wanting to see them succeed. I thought that was su- such a good such a good uh, definition there of being authentic in your business. Yeah, and I think having a message like that, it really um, it really aligns with everything she's doing and no wonder word of mouth is the biggest thing because you've just got to read exactly like she generally cares. I know a lot of us do, but being able to just come up with something like that off the top of your head, like that's a mission statement right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, there you go, Cara. Add that to your website if you're yeah. listening to this. <laughs> I think I think if, if you've got your website, Cara, that is uh, that is an ideal mission statement or opening line that you'd have on your website because yeah. at the end of the day, it's not people don't realise what else we can provide. A lot of us people come in. Everyone will know this that I want to lose weight or I want to fit down a dress size. I'm getting married. I'm going on holidays. It's all the same thing, but it's not actually that what keeps them there. It's not the weight yeah. loss. It's not that. It's the connections and the relationships and what the being part of this group or the groups we run actually makes them feel. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that was uh, my experience uh, last year. You know, I joined that gym. Uh, I lost my America weight, <laughs> I call it. <laughs> I lost like 14 kilos. Um did really well, but then I started losing interest and there, there wasn't, I didn't feel, and perhaps that's my fault as well, but I didn't feel connected into that community at that gym enough at that point to want to keep going. Cause you know, I'd lost a good amount of weight. I didn't, wasn't really interested in losing tons more. Um, and you know, the, the novelty of the workouts was starting to wear off, but yeah, that other aspect, that community, that feeling like, um, that these were my people um, wasn't there. So, which is, you know, will happen with clients as well. They'll move on. But yeah, for me, you know, that was time for me to move on. And I think, and I think exactly what you just said, clients will move on. They, some will stay with you forever. Like they're just hooked and you'll have them forever. Whereas some will train for a while and they might lose interest. It may not be for them and you can't lose you can't be disheartened about that because yeah. um, more will come and you will find that your group is a lot of like-minded people, whereas that's what you want too because you don't want people that are going to cause issues or make life hard for you. At the end of the day, they may be paying, but the money's not worth it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Great. then, yeah, cruising along. So, Cara, thank you for that one. Moving on to Donna's uh, comment on our page. And Donna's got a lot of different things that she offers and – one of them that she does is a free Sunday yoga class, which, you know, is a really good sort of different way for clients to train and probably a good way to finish the week, you know, with a little bit of stretching, mindfulness, and get them ready for another 
sort of physical week of lifting and training and sort of height stuff, whereas that really gives them a good sort of way to finish off. And I agree finishing the week on a positive note like that. So that's a really good add-on, offering something for free. Um, Donna also offers free workshops, so different ways to, you know, educate and provide content that isn't just through a session. Um, as well, it puts out signs, and I know Kyle's gonna speak a little bit about more of that, but basically what I've got from Don is there that she's got a lot of add-ons, all right? So a lot of free extras that just come with being part of her community and part of her training. So I think that's a really good thing to do, and I like the idea of you know the slowdown, the free yoga. I get a lot of clients that talk about, they wouldn't mind trying it, but they never do. So, um, I think that's a it's a really smart move and it's obviously working for Donna. Yeah, yeah, and she also mentions here um, she says the goal is to charge in the new year or offer workshops for a fee and continue the Sundays for free. So um so she looks like she's using it as a way to test what her clients are interested in, which is great because how often I think we've all done this in a business, we've spent ages planning out some new service we're going to offer our clients and then we launch it and it's just like crickets yeah because <laughs> um, we never tested it we never actually like checked if that's what people wanted so i think that's awesome that she's just like i'm going to do that for free for a bit to see if uh, people are actually interested yeah because at the end of the day you might put all this work and you might pay for it you might get it all done and nobody actually wants it you might have the completely wrong idea of actually what your clients are looking for so i think and that's a good lesson i'm sure Oh, you've learned that along the way. I recently created this really big online platform for teachers with a guy in New Zealand. And I think it's unreal, and so does he. And we went to launch it about three weeks ago. And um, yeah, we haven't, uh, we've sold one membership, and this took us like six months to make. So again, we didn't test it out. We just thought, no, we know what we're doing. So mm-hmm. I think that's a really good mes- message. Like, we'll learn from it and make it better. But yeah, um, <laughs> what a waste of time, you know, like all that. That's yeah. a lot of time I put into that. <laughs> So I think by trialing and testing, like Donna's doing is a really, really smart option. Yeah, yeah, not spending. And um, so the, the signs um, that she puts out, you might be able to visualize these. I'll, I'll include a photo in the show notes that she shared as well. Um, they're like the little white rectangle signs that usually just have some text on it and maybe a phone number or a website that you see sort of on along the sides of busy roads. Sometimes they're sort of like, sometimes they're, screwed onto trees sometimes they're um sort of in little metal stakes there in the ground um they're like the for those of you who live in the u.s they're, they're just like the ones that you see at like election time and and uh when uh, there's games and stuff on and for sporting teams things like that um so i asked donna about this because i know when i first launched my boot camp i did something similar putting up signs around town um, on the, I put them on like, um, not telephone, like power poles and things like that in busy strips. And that worked quite well for me. But, um, I do know, depending on like your local government slash council slash town, whatever that, uh, sometimes it can be technically considered littering, which usually carries a fine with it. So I just be careful if you're putting signs out, um, in places, uh, but one idea you and I had, Dale, while chatting was like uh, you could ask your campers to put them in their front yards. Um, if you, which we also thought, we thought maybe Australian uh, businesses <laughs> might struggle getting their 
their people to put stuff in their front yards. But I think in America, it's more um, familiar, so you, so you might find it a bit easier to get your campers to put signs I, in their front yards. I know personally, Gollum, my clients would <laughs> laugh at me and I would never live that down. So when you said that to me, I'm like, really? <laughs> but that's a different from one side of the world to the other, I guess. Exactly, yeah. It's just what people are used to. Yeah, now I'm going to move on to Kirsten's response now. Um I'm, I've summarised this because Kirsten's only written a thesis. So thank you very much, uh, Kirsten. We, as I said, if you're not a member of our online uh, Facebook group, then I'd go on there because you'd be able to read in detail about all these trainers and the amazing things they're doing and why their business is thriving. And basically a couple of things that I've taken from Kirsten is she offers free babysitting. So I know a big part of her program is mums and bubs and postnatals. So by offering a free babysitting service, it really gives clients a sort of no excuse reason not to not to attend. Um, so I think that's really cool. She also mentions having a sign written car. So basically it's like a sign, but everywhere you go, you're like a driving billboard. So I think that's a really good one to consider for people as well. And then she's also, well, I've tried to summarize, but advertising everywhere, you know, uh, through your car, flyer drops, keeping your clients happy, building non-judgmental areas, um, you know, making it welcome, honesty, all these things um, that, you know, just constantly go day in, day out are ways that Kirsten is building up a thriving business in New Zealand. Yeah. And what does she ra- wrap it up with this? She says, it's a whole bunch of little intentional things that together make the best cake you've ever tasted. Lol. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Kirsten, you don't need to write LOL and ha 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 ha. I see how happy she is, so she really likes that one. <laughs> um, and she mentions that having a specialty has has helped her as well. So she does, yeah, like you said, postnatal mums, safe training and rehab for their pelvic floor and muscles. So, yeah, that I mean, that's another avenue. If you, you're interested in specializing, that can absolutely help you become, help you stand out from other people in the area and become sort of the go-to person. I mean, she for her, it's not just her area. Like, she's got people like an hour away plus from where she is wanting to train with her. Um, so that's opening up new stuff for her as well. Yeah, and even, even if you've got an interest in something, just start researching about it, start providing content. And it's amazing how quickly people will look at you as an expert. You don't, you may not be an expert, but you can turn yourself into one. And I'm not saying Kirsten was never not an expert, but um, if you are passionate about something, you're like, I've got a real desire to promote that or bring that out, then by actually just starting to do it, get the ball rolling, mm-hmm. in a year or two, people will look at you as a go-to person for that topic or that type of training. Yep. All right. Yeah. Yeah, so um, you go, Cobb. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, I started a website called Bootcamp Ideas, <laughs> yeah, and like seven years later, here I am. Uh, yeah, it's it is interesting, uh, and I come across even down here on the island, like meeting trainers down here. They're like, oh yeah, I've used your website before. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's crazy how just that being being choosing choosing to lead or choosing to create the thing you want to see in the world. And how um, that can just open up lots more doors for you. Yeah, well, I I totally agree. Like I was a te- I was a teacher five years ago. I wasn't even running a boot camp, and now um, I run a boot camp and I travel around the world. For example, I'm off to uh, Kuala Lumpur, Bangkok, and Hong Kong tomorrow for nine days to run fitness workshops around the world for teachers and trainers. So 
think about that. I was never an expert, and I'm probably I'm not an expert, but I'm able to do that now because I thought I've got something I want to really promote here. And yeah. just by doing that, now I'm looked as an expert. So I can go to every trainer out there has got something that they're like, bang, I'm really passionate about this. Um, mm-hmm. Really pursue it, you know, because look at Kyle and myself. We're both doing what we love now, and we may be regarded as experts in those fields, but that's only because we've made ourselves. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a really good point, Kyle, what you just made about your website, and everybody knows it, um, and it's just because you created it. So that, that's a really good point, mate. I like that one a lot. Now, moving on can I, to... Yeah, can sorry, I read mate. one? Yeah, of course you can. <laughs> I was hogging it. Sorry, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I was like, when am I going to get... <laughs> sorry, mate. <laughs> All right, uh, this one's from Chris Woodman, who you may have seen online as Chris Commando. Uh, and do you, do you know, story, interruption, on what before, small world, Chris actually trains one of my wife's very good friends up in Brisbane. There you go. This is small <laughs> we, world. Uh, we're friends on Facebook. It's like, that looks like my friend. <laughs> that looks like Nicola. Yeah. And, uh, and there we go. Yeah, it's a very small world. Um, <laughs> so Chris, uh, Chris says, that uh, for him, it's taking the time within each session to visit as many of his campers as he can and encourage them, talk with them, offer support, follow up after the session and the days following to see how they are and just a general good, uh, a good general relationship with each and every one. Also, offering everyone alternatives shows that you're thinking about their well-being and people will really relate and connect with that, which this is, that is awesome. Yeah, again, that's... <laughs> That's yeah. very, very similar to um, up top when we had Cara, the first one. You know, it's again, yeah. that's a mission statement. You know, it's if you, if trainers out there can write something like that off the top of their head, then wow, that's, that's powerful stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. The big thing I want to highlight with what Chris said is the offering alternatives. I think that's a really, that's a good sign of a really good coach and a lot of trainers out there don't do this which like if you're someone who does this you'll probably be like really but yeah a lot of trainers um you know if someone can't do something you know either because of uh, an old injury or an inflexibility or strength you know they're not strong enough yet uh having even before the session like you know your clients take some time before the session and be like oh we're going to do burpees today oh i know this person can't do burpees and just make a note of like what exercise they're going to do. So that means at the session, you can be like, all right, everyone's doing burpees. And you can be like, all right, Dale, you're doing, um, I've got a ket- I've brought a kettlebell for you. So you can do like some weighted squats instead. Yep. So just uh, little things like that make a big difference, make people feel, you know, like you care about them. Yeah. And not only that, I, 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 when I do it, I'll, the people I know that have got injuries and maybe I do it, when we're waiting, having a chat before the session, I'll go around and explain what they're going to do for each part. So I'm, mm-hmm. not, doing it, so I'm not doing it in front of the group. Yeah, that yeah. Way, that's like, let's great. be honest, if you're doing burpees, Cole, you're not going to know that I'm over the back, you know, doing commandos yeah. or push ups <laughs> or something else. Like, no one's uh-huh. got any idea. I never bring that up in front of the group. And great people, idea, yeah. people know, know that I will come around individually and tell them what their session is. Yeah. So I love it. I think that's. See, I think yeah. that comes back to the school teacher in me that you never yeah. isolate people or you never yeah yeah you never <laughs> put them out in front of people. And I'm sure trainers don't do that, but I think that's just a really good thing to remember because people, if they can't do burpees or they can't do a certain movement for a reason or an injury or they're just not fit enough, they're going to feel really self conscious about that. So if you bring that out in front of the yeah. group, you know people may see them not doing it, but no, it's never spoken about. 
So I think yeah. that's a really big takeaway. And I'm, I reckon that's what sort of Chris is trying to say with what he's doing there, you know, that everybody's yeah. different and he knows that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He's, um, yeah, and for what you're doing, yeah, just not making people put on the, put on the spot or, yeah, singled out. Um, that's a really good tip. Yeah, I reckon. Well, I've hogged them all now, mate, so I'll let you finish off because I reckon you're doing a better job of reading them than what I was. <laughs> I love this one. This next one that um, I didn't realize that uh, Kim, this is Kim is our next one. I didn't realize she's, uh, she must be from Ireland. <laughs> Being given away by one of the words here. Okay. She says, uh, so she's based in the UK at the moment, it looks like. Um, she says, I've brought back step aerobics with disco lights and 1980s music. She says she's full and has to keep asking, uh, sorry, adding clients. The old women love it as it brings them back to their youth in the 80s and 90s. The younger women love the crack. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. (laughs) And the novelty factor. Yep. I just watched that movie the other day, actually, (laughs) with Zoe. Yeah. Yeah. um, Have you seen it? Have you seen that movie? No. No. You haven't seen The Crack. I feel like that's like a class. That's like, it's not quite there with the castle, but it's... it's, uh, (laughs) It's a classic Australian. Uh, yeah, you have to look it up. You'll love it. You'll right. love it. Yeah, on, it's right up your alley. It's good, like Aussie, Aussie humour. Well, I think the big thing is there that um, with the taking everyone back to something they remember that they really enjoyed, and I think that's mm. a really good point. You know that it's fun, it's playful. Like they're they're forgetting. It's taking them back to days when they may not have had any worries. They may not have had a mortgage, a job, kids. You know, their life wasn't as stressful. And by actually allowing them to feel that in your session, it's a really, really cool thing. So I love that fact. And she's obviously found a niche market because I haven't heard of a lot of other people doing that, Kim. So for me personally, you've found a niche like we've been speaking about and it's resonated with your clients. And that's yeah. your classes are filling up because like Cara mentioned at the start, word of mouth will be going through the roof because other friends of these people are like, oh, I want to do that too. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the kind of thing you're bringing your friend along with you to do. Um, yeah. I, I couldn't run a step aerobics class, though. So that this is a case, again, of, like, you know, playing to your strengths. And um, that obviously fits Kim's personality. And she's obviously got experience uh, doing step aerobics in the past. And so, yeah. That's a good fit for her. Uh, well, again, yeah, you've got to find your niche. Again, I'll, yeah. I wouldn't be doing that. I'd probably enjoy being part of the class, but I don't, think I'd, I don't think I'd be up the front running it. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I think I would like the coordination to be able to uh, do a class like that. So um, kudos to you, Kim. Yeah, well done. What have we got there next? Ruth, you can uh, yes. have another go, mate. You're dominating this. Oh, okay. Uh, Ruth Fido, again, she's also said number one thing for her in helping her find and keep clients is being her true self. So this is what she writes. Funnily enough, people like that I'm a bit quirky. I sing at random, don't wear designer gear, speak sincerely, get them through the class, albeit with bad jokes and lots of sound effects, and just allow them to train at the level they are capable of now. That's why my ladies say they come back each term and or why they spread the word. And then you got credit for asking the question, even and, though I wrote it. And I, yeah, well, thanks for that, Ruth. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'll always take credit when it's not due. <laughs> I think I think that's a really you know good good thing to say as well because 
Unlike yeah. Ruth, I love wearing the nice designer gear. I always wear Nike. I like to look good, but um, yeah. that probably by doing that, it makes might make people feel uncomfortable or things like that. Whereas by telling jokes, singing, laughing, making a fun environment, and people not getting judged, um, yeah. I think Ruth, you've just hit the nail on the head. And again, you're attracting people similar to yourself, and that's I think yeah. what a lot of trainers do. You know, if they've got an int- if you've got a trainer that's interested in you know CrossFit or you know Olympic lifting, then that's going to be coming out in your training. So you're going to attract people that are similar to yourself. So um, Ruth, exactly what you're doing there, you are being authentic and you are attracting people because they can resonate with you. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah. And people are looking, people are looking for that, like authenticity and someone to model that because there's so much like, uh, I don't know, I talk to friends who, you know, work in more corporate environments and things like that and just some of, like, the stuff they have to put up with and, you know, trying to get stuff done and trying to just have, like, an honest conversation with someone and people are just in, like, these high-pressure work environments are so guarded and have their walls up and stuff. So if you can be someone who, like, models openness and authenticity, uh, people are going to be definitely be attracted to that because they're craving that in their life. They're craving people who are like that. Hundred percent. I couldn't agree more with that. And I suppose that brings us to our last one from Patty, and um, she's got Sunday Fun Day Family Boot Camp, and yeah. basically that's a great idea. Um, clients bring along their kids for ten dollars. Lots of games, types, activities, and challenges. And the big one I took from that is lots of laughter. So if you're yeah. wondering, oh, how do I do that? Um, we have done a truckload of episodes on this, particularly if you want fun games, go to episode five, episode 10. Um, there'll be 12 different games there that will be quite challenging, but they're also really fun. So um, the big message, and, and this is one thing that Kyle must have lived by, if it's not fun, people don't want to borrow it. So by adding that in, letting the kids train with their parents, um, it's mm. a really nice thing to do on a Sunday. Personally, I wouldn't be working on a Sunday. I think you've got to have a day off, but um, Paddy might have other days off or things like that. But I think the concept works really well that it's a community, it's a family event. So I like the sound of that, Paddy. I think uh, that's a, it's a really nice thing to do. Yeah. Um, she's actually shared one of these workouts with me. She mentioned it to me the other day that she does this. Um, although I thought she ran it for free. But yeah, so she charges money for it as well, which is like, that's good. She's got people coming. Uh, and I know for the session she shared with me, she said she had 28 people come up, wow. uh, come along on a Sunday, including Jeez. kids. But still, like, that's that's awesome. So that's, again, like, what suits your personality? What uh, do your clients like? Um, obviously, they're keen to get out and do something like that on a Sunday. And it gets the kids moving. It gets kids seeing. And I'm guessing partners come along as well. So it gets people's partners coming along and checking out what's going on. And uh, maybe they'll start training with you as well. I know I had a lot of husband and wives who would like the ones who had kids, they would like alternate sessions and stuff. So one would come on a Monday and the other one would come on a Wednesday and then they'd keep alternating like that. Um, but yeah, yeah. Your clients, boyfriends, girlfriends, husbands, wives are a great source of um, extra clients as well. Definitely. Uh, definitely. Because, you know, they already hear about your boot camp and um, yeah. Nice stuff. Now, that sort of brings us into those comments. So thank you to the six or seven um, trainers out there that have taken the time to not yeah. only, you know, listen and listen to what we're saying and listen to our podcast, but actually respond to our 
question because at the end of the day, if we don't get that feedback, we, we don't actually know. Like running a good session, we don't we can't see you guys listening to our podcast. So we need yeah. that sort of feedback on here and we want to make it the best we can. And that's how we do it. You know, with a lot of the messages that clients and have said about their clients and the trainers right there that we have spoken about on numerous episodes. So it sort of means that we're hitting our audience as well, which is, you know, really nice. So Kyle, before we wrap anything up, did you want to, do you have any thoughts on the whole uh, season two or anything, maybe one key message that you'd like people to take away? Uh, I'm putting you on I'll the think spot. about it. I'm putting, I've got... you, I'm putting you on the spot <laughs> a little bit. If, if you want to have I... a think about it, I can, I can say my one or if you've got something else. Well, yeah, I was going to say if, because this is the first time we've sort of, or actually we've done a and a episode. This is the first time I've done an episode like this where we've reached out to you guys, the community, and gotten your thoughts. And it, to us, it seemed like a really nice way of ending the, the season. You know, like we've talked about our expertise. Now let's hear what the community is doing that's working as well. Yeah, that's So, yeah, cool. let us know if you like this format either via email or in the Facebook group because, um, yeah, that would be really uh, we'll do maybe we'll end each season with an episode like this where we um, find out what people in the community are doing that's working for them right now. Yeah, because that, that's real life stuff. Like, I, I yeah. think that's great. And um, I enjoy hearing from other people. It's, it's all well and good that we've got our point of view and ideas, Kyle. And, and a lot of them are good, I think. But it's also yeah. nice to hear from other people because at the end of the day, we are not the best. We're not the experts. Um, we're just like you out there. Um, we're just trying to provide some content and ideas to you know, help you grow your business and make it a happy business where you enjoy going. So, Kyle, I'm going to give you my big takeaway from clients, from okay. obviously gaining them and retaining them. Um, it's, for me, it is fun. It doesn't matter what you do it if when you're attracting clients, if they find it fun with that first initial contact, fun, all right? Anything yep. you do, if it's not fun, they're going to find another way to go, all right? That's that's our point of call. That's our difference from a normal gym, from just like from people doing any sort of exercise. If you can make it an experience, and that's what fun is, a really fun experience, you're going to dominate the market and you will retain your clients and they'll spread word of mouth and so forth. So, if you, whatever you're doing in your life, if you're not finding it fun, then your clients aren't going to find it fun. So um, my big thing is reevaluate, get that F-U-N into everything you're doing. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's good because that's helped me. <laughs> well, I was thinking of this for my big takeaway anyway, but this lines up with what you said and what several trainers said today, which um, it's really that like working out what, you, what you're about personally and because and for you, Dale, like running fun workouts, like I know for those who've done workshops with us, um, like the energy you bring to those and it's so, na- it's so it appears so natural for you to like run these workouts and the way you run the games and just such high energy and get you really like an awesome at getting people involved and getting people into it and getting them forgetting about, you know, everything else in their life right now and they're just oh, focused right. on like what they're doing right now. And I think, yeah, that's so in alignment with like you as a person. So I think um, my big takeaway is, yeah, like what what works, what are you about and how can you um, incorporate that into your sessions and your business? And and um, that's when you, when you lock that in, that's when you're going to start seeing, yeah, lots of word of mouth, lots of people talking about it, um, people seeking you out as well. Yeah, I was, 
I couldn't agree more, and I suppose it is finding that niche market, and that's what we sort of spoke about. And maybe a good way to finish this episode and season before we give a little bit of an update on another little project we've got going on, but maybe start thinking, trainers out there, what is your niche? What is your specialty? Um, because we're going to challenge you in season three, and this might mm-hmm. put, this might put people and trainers out of their comfort zone. It's probably like when you started your boot camp for the first time. I'm sure you're really nervous. We want you to sort of go back and we want you to do that again and think about how can we do this and create a passive income. Think about your niche market, right? And that's what we're going to try and invest and help you get that off the ground. So you may have two revenue streams that do not require you physically running sessions all the time. Yeah. And one tip for that, if you're like, I have no idea what my niche is, like ask other people, ask your clients, be like, what do you think I'm really good at? <laughs> yeah, definitely. And see what comes back to you because sometimes you're too close to it when you're trying to decide for yourself, but other people's perspectives can be really helpful. I totally agree. And just before we go, Kyle, what's, yeah. you probably can describe uh, this better because you're the mastermind behind it. Um, what have we got in the pipeline, mate? Yeah, uh, basically what we wanted to do was we wanted to create something that would do two things. Um, we wanted a way of um, giving you guys who listens access to some of the sort of like behind the scenes and extra like PDFs and workout ideas and stuff like that that we talk about in the sessions. Um, but also a way to support the podcast because, you know, this takes um, this for us is both a side thing and um we, you know, there's, we want to improve it. We want to get better microphones. You know, like if you're listening right now, we probably sound a bit echoey. Um, so, you know, we want to get better mics. We want to get, um, you know, have someone <laughs> edit the podcast for us, you know, which will improve the quality and stuff as well, which means we can focus more on um, the other stuff and the content, like what we're talking about in the episodes and things like that. Yeah. So, um, so what we've come up with is this is like an insider, the Trainers Tribe Insider, which um, will be coming out uh, just before the start of the next season, which will be early next year sometime. Yep. And um, basically what it is, it's just like it's going to be a one-time fee. It's going to be a very small amount because and all of it goes back into the podcast. And uh, in return, you guys will get access to a growing library of um PDFs and downloads and things like that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we may do extra our other behind the scenes stuff. We've talked about uh, live streaming the episodes. Like today we're recording this. You'd be able to tune in and listen to us record and maybe ask questions right at the end. Um, yeah. Uh, we'll see what you guys want. But yeah, so just keep an eye out for that. And it's, yeah, it's pretty exciting. And I suppose the big thing why we really want to do it is that, uh, you know, to create a podcast takes quite a bit of work. So if it can, yeah. you know, minimize that a little bit, we might be more inclined to do more episodes and we'll be more engaged because this is a fun part. What you're hearing now is a fun part. We, we really enjoyed chatting, but now it's a, the process that we don't really enjoy. That's time consuming that, you know, takes up a lot of our time. So, um, Keep an eye out for the insider and also, just before I sign off, find that unique skill you have because we all have one. Yes, that'll be a great uh, precursor for next season, which we look forward to uh, speaking to you all again in. Yeah, perfect. See you later, guys. Bye.
Hey there, Kyle here again. I just wanted to take a moment here at the end of the episode to thank you for listening. It means a lot to Dale and I that uh, trainers like yourself listen into the podcast and enjoy it and find it useful. I mean, that's why we do this. Also, if this is your first time listening and you haven't subscribed yet and you'd like to listen to more episodes, go ahead and hit subscribe in your app. Uh, or if you're on the website there, head to the subscribe section and you can subscribe by email as well. If you are listening in the app and you want to see it, read the show notes for this episode, head to trainerstribe.com for all of that info. Thanks again and bye for now.